Welcome back to My Best Friends in Engineer. I'm Libby. And I'm Lexi. And today we are going to start a series for you guys all about LinkedIn. Today's specific episode is going to be from the perspective if you have never started a LinkedIn, if you don't know what LinkedIn is, we're gonna basically give you a LinkedIn 101 crash course, all the things that you need to know to get your LinkedIn started. But before we get into it, let's do our Tea of the Week segment. Lexi, how has your week been? My week has been good. So I think it's now our two weeks because it has felt like forever since I've talked to you. I know. Which we're doing this new cadence, which is good because we have time to do other stuff on the side, you know, for the podcast. But I miss our little weekly sessions, but we'll we'll give this a go for the few months, like we said, and then we'll Mm -hmm. see. We'll see. But it's been good. Busy with work. I feel like everyone started working the third week of January. I just have been slammed with stuff. Um, which is not bad because I know obviously, obviously we have our little high and lows, Mm -hmm. but what makes it worse is the weather. So I don't know if you, whoever's listening, if you're in the Midwest, it has been so gray constantly for the month of January. So yeah, but I'm back on my walking and working. I know that last time we talked, I was not, I was not doing that. I'm back on it. I love it. Nice. (laughs) So yeah, other than that, just super busy. Been remote, so that's good. It helps not having to go outside in the cold yeah. weather. I say that as you leave your house at 6 a.m. with your new morning vlogs and you're like out How, in the treacherous. When is next time you have to travel for work? I am not quite sure. So we're drafting some protocols for Georgia. So I think maybe once those get approved, they'll need support with executing. Ooh, so that's warm. They got we'll sun see. there. We'll see. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be good. It's a new site. So. Yeah, I think there or other Wisconsin, maybe I'll be coming up, coming up north to you. So, yeah, but nothing too crazy. How has your two weeks been? Um, it's been good. I in last week's episode or wait, last last episode, I talked about how I had my first one on one with my boss to review like my career at my company. So <clears throat> this is kind of the start of our um yearly reviews we haven't had our official year review yet this was more of just like a personal touch point to know like have I been liking my role what about my role do I like are there other roles I want to try are there like challenges that I wish I would have encountered in the past year that I didn't like so questions like that and (laughs) what challenge can I think of (laughs) give me all the problems (laughs) oh my god I was so nervous for this meeting because I am a people pleaser and I just wanted to be like, yep, everything's great. Yeah, kisses, XOX, I love my job. Um, <laughs> like, but that, and like, I was so stressed and nervous about it. And, but then I was like thinking about it and I was like, he is not going to know what I want out of my career if I don't literally tell him. He's not a mind reader. Like, what, what am I expecting here, girl? So I put my big, big girl pants on and I had a meeting with him had a meeting with him and the reason I was so nervous is because I told him like this is only my second job in my career and both have been like more leadership focused like my other job was project management and this one is being a project engineer and I was like you know I would really love the opportunity to like try other things like who knows maybe I would be a really good packaging engineer maybe I would be a really good motor engineer like maybe I'd be a good reliability engineer like I'll never know if I don't try them and I was nervous because I feel like when you're good at a role, a company just like wants you to do that role forever because you're good at it. And I was nervous. I was going to tell him like, oh, like I kind of maybe would love to entertain other things in the future. And he'd be like, okay, fired. You're fired. You need to leave here right now. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't think it works that way. <laughs> but it feels so like it works that way, which I totally understand. I totally get that. Yeah. And so I told him and it was so funny because, um, like before that, this was like one of the last things I brought up. Cause I was like, I didn't want to ruin the review. And one of the questions he asked me was, if you're having a bad day at work, are you going to tell me or do I have to pull it out of you that you're having a bad day? And I was like, um, nope, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to smile and nod and be like, yeah, everything's going good. And he like <laughs> makes a little note and he's like, okay, noted. I have to ask you if you're really having a bad day. <laughs> and so like, then I brought this up at the end and he was like, oh yeah, like I can look for opportunities. We can figure out ways that you can like try new things. And he's like, you can try new things while still being in your current role so that you don't have to like completely change jobs because you don't know if you'll like it unless you try it. And so like at the end of all this, he was like, okay, anything else? And I was like, no, I just feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. I thought you were going to fire me. <laughs> <sighs> And he was like, that's so funny. You are crazy. I know I would not fire you for that. And I was like, I know, I know I, you wouldn't know what I wanted unless I told you, like, I know that. And he's like, just rolls his eyes. He's like, oh my God, this girl. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, it's easy to feel that way. So that's, there's a similar story with someone I work with who she's on the audit team now. She was in sterilization and she was there for a couple of years and then she just got a new job. She was like, okay, I'm done here. Mm-hmm. I want to see something new. I'm kind of, you know, I've basically gone up to where I can in this role and she just applied to another job and she accepted it and she went to my current company and was like okay I'm leaving like you know here's my two weeks Mm -hmm. notice and they were just like oh you didn't you never said that you wanted to go to something new let's put you on this new role but she's awesome at it she's doing it right now I don't know how many years she's been doing it Mm -hmm. but it was just a funny story because she said the same thing kind of you did she's like I just I didn't think they needed me anywhere else. She's like, okay, I've done what I needed to here. So now I'm just going to go somewhere else. I know. It's so weird. I was going to say, I feel like companies would prefer to, I mean, good companies, in my opinion, would prefer to retain talent that's used to their systems, that's used to, because many teams, you work with so many other teams, you Mm -hmm. know, like there are very limited roles where you're just working with your, your people. So they want someone that can have that knowledge and, you know, you don't have to train anyone coming in. Exactly. And I think it worked in my favor. Well, so leading up to this meeting, it was on a Thursday. So throughout the week, I was like meeting with a bunch of people from a bunch of different departments, asking them what they liked about their role, what they didn't like, if there were things that they wish they would have done. So I could like kind of get a good breath and understanding. And I think I realized like success in my career for me doesn't look like moving up the ladder. And I told this to my boss and I was, I told him, I was like, I'm really nervous to tell you this, but like, I don't think I want to become a manager and then a director and then like a VP. Well, actually never say never. You never know in the future. But like (laughs) at this moment, I was like, for me, success looks like moving laterally. Like I want to excel at project engineering and then I want to like move to something else. And then I want to excel at that. And then I want to like move to something else. And I told him like, I don't think if I were ever to be a manager, I don't think I'd ever be a good manager if I didn't have like a good breath of like what everyone's doing. And I think it really helped out because he was like, no, I totally understand where you're coming from. I felt the same way at my last company. Like he was very technical and he was nervous that like he was only ever going to be technical and he would never be in a leadership role. So that's why he like came to my current company so that he could be in like a manager leadership role. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad you get it. Like, I'm so glad. Like I, uh, what was I thinking was going to happen? I don't know. I'm just like a worry body, but it, it ended up being good. And so... Ooh, we cleared that hurdle. 
Weight off your shoulders. Weight off my shoulders. So perfect. Well, good. Okay, that was a good update. I'm glad. I'm glad that it went well. Okay, and I also forgot. Of course, like as I say, oh, Libby, how's your week? I completely think about always I did, that That's I could talk about. I'm like, okay, of course. And your story kind of aligns with your story. But I spoke at a Miami career alumni panel. Oh yeah, how did that go? I think it went well. I was so nervous. It was like a little stage. It was at the Chicago History Museum, which I had never been to before, but it was basically for admitted students, and they had a panel of seven of us, um, just across different graduation years. So All from um, Miami? All from Miami, in the Chicago area. So I think this was good because one goal I had, and I don't even know if I mentioned this on the podcast or if it's just a personal goal, I want to get better at public speaking because I just... I blabber. Libby knows this. I just talk and talk and talk, and I don't know if it's a lag, but I'm like, oh, and then da, 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 and then I like pause for a second. I'm like, oh, did she hear that? <laughs> it's like, then I keep talking. So I want to get better at that. I want to get better at just speaking in general, just being more comfortable. So I think it went well, but it was so funny because I would say some stuff, and I'm like, oh my god, I blacked out. I what did I just say? And we were talking about it after, you know, the other panelists and someone said the same thing. I was like, okay, thank God I wasn't being dramatic. Because he was like, I just like said something and I was like, what did I just say? Like, what did that answer the question? I was like, thank God someone is, was related to that. But okay. So my, my update isn't that boring. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm talking about the weather. (laughs) I was like, what's going on over here? What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) So that was my update. So that was good. I think, I mean we'll we'll get better but i think it was a good starting point but i was so nervous i remember you're going live and i was like i'm so nervous i'm sitting in the I car i saw you like driving getting ready for it so okay that's great to hear all right with that i think we can probably get into our listeners tea of the week so as a reminder um we put a question box on instagram stories if you guys want to be involved in our tea of the week it basically is sharing your highs lows and just drama for the week so Um, This entry is from Celeste, and I had to read this one off because of my previous life in Power Generation. She says, I'm a 27-year-old female project manager over a major steam turbine outage, and the HP shell has a four-foot-long crack in it. And that is, that makes me want to internally cry. That is so scary um, when you open up a steam turbine and there's like a giant freaking crack in the shell. So for anyone who doesn't know, a steam turbine is basically like a fan and the shell is like the outer casing that like covers all the fan blades and it's really difficult to fix if it has a crack in it. So Celeste sending you all of the good vibes because I know you're going to need it on that major outage. Yeah, I was going to ask. So what, can you give us a quick overview of the process? Like how many months is it going to take? What do you do? What do you do in that situation? It could really depend. And see, this is like why it's so nerve wracking when you find something like this in a major outage of a um, power generation project, because a major outage can usually range for about like, I don't know, 60 to 90 days. And every day that a power plant is not on the electric grid, they're losing over a million dollars. So when a power plant is down for like 60 days. Every day? They're losing $60 million. So like, it's very nerve wracking to like have to go to like the higher ups of that power plant and be like, so we found something and it's probably going to take three weeks to fix. And so that is another 27 million that you're out of, or 21 million that you're out of pocket. They're like, oh, can we double that and send it to the next person? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Is that TikTok trend? Um, Double it and send it to the next person. Yeah. (laughs) Oh oh my gosh. Okay. In that case, is it, you have to go to another vendor or what? No, 
It just is what it's it just, is. Oh, you have to fix it? Yeah. You just, or you have to buy a new one? Uh, Usually fix it because new ones like come usually from like Japan or China and it can take mm-hmm. like a year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Next time I work with steam turbines, I'll make sure Next to open time. it and check. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Jackie said, I've been at my job at a pharma company for two months and I'm finally beginning to feel like I deserve to be here and I know what the heck I'm doing. Congratulations on the new job. And I feel that today I literally was thinking I was, I had imposter syndrome and then I thought back to our episode and I was like, girl, it's okay. But mm-hmm. yes, very good. I feel like it feels so good to do your job when you actually like have a handle on it. Like, I feel like I was so stressed at my new job for, like, the first, like, three months because I was like, what the heck? H-E double hockey sticks is going on. But then once yeah. you, like, get in the groove and stuff and you finally feel like you belong, like she said, it's the best feeling. Honestly, in two months, it's kind of early. That's yeah. good. Good for you, Jackie. Yeah. Good. That's insane. That's awesome. Because it took me, like, 20 months. <laughs> two years. We are still... <laughs> we are buffering. <laughs> we are buffering still. It's loading. Yep. Yep. Well, that is our tea of the week segment. If you guys want to be involved, make sure you're following us on Instagram and keep an eye out for that question box. If you guys like this podcast, as always, leave us a five-star rating and review. We know that you want to do it. We know that you love us. Make sure you go do that because it really helps the podcast and it is a way for you to support us for free with no monetary incentive or anything. So go ahead, leave us that five-star rating and review. But we do have a monetary incentive because when we get to 100 reviews, we will be giving away a $100 Visa gift card that you can use for any purchase of your liking, whether it is steel-toed boots, whether it Mm. is a new calculator, Mm. (laughs) whether it's just wine for the weekend and Mm. something engineering related. Yep, there it is. (laughs) So make sure you're following our Instagram to stay updated on that. Awesome. I think with that, we can probably get into today's topic of starting a LinkedIn from scratch. I am so excited for this topic. I spend so much time on LinkedIn during the day, which, you know, not for legal purposes, not during my nine to five, Mm -mm, but mm -mm. I love it. I love LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the best way to creep on people, especially from college or high school, and be like, yes, I'm doing better than you. But I Sorry, would somebody be... had to say that. Somebody had to say it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But I would be weary because some people have premium, aka me, and you can see when people look at your profile, so make sure you're on anonymous. But also, oh my gosh, we're getting like to the intermediate level. I know. We're getting to this. the intermediate level too quick. <laughs> I know. Okay, well, I'll keep that one. Just, you gotta, you guys gotta have to listen for the you gotta stay tuned tips and for tricks of LinkedIn stalking. Yeah. So why don't? How about Lexi? You give an overview of like what is LinkedIn. If no, if you have never heard of LinkedIn before, you've literally never been on the website. What can you like dumb it down, dummy terms of what LinkedIn is? I would say I would relate LinkedIn to a professional Facebook. Mm. So my first thought, you know, when I was in school, I used it for jobs. So this would be something that I would look for jobs, internships. And honestly, now that I'm graduated, I'm working, I treat it like a social social media network. I am mm-hmm. reading people's posts and they give you news and it's more just career related. Um, so I would say just a professional version of Facebook. I think that's the perfect way to describe it. It's literally like Facebook and then like imagine if Facebook like where you could search for friends in the search bar, you were just typing in jobs and then like jobs mm-hmm. would pop up. That's like literally what yeah. it is. Definitely. I think, yeah, I mean, like I said, 
when you think of it from a school standpoint, and obviously schools and universities sell it that way, it's a job searching platform. Mm -hmm. Then I think it kind of transitions into, if you're weird like me and just love it, okay, let me go check and see what happened on LinkedIn today. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, they they post news articles, they're updated, and I'm like, this is my business insider. So that's a good point. Like, who should you be following on LinkedIn? Because I feel like if you, it depends on what stage in your career or your education you're listening to this in. But like, I think I made a LinkedIn like when I was in college and I would just like connect with, or that's basically when you add people as friends on LinkedIn, I would connect with people that I knew in real life. Do you connect with people you don't know in real life? It depends. That- it depends on the week. It depends. Yes, exactly. It depends Me on too. the exact mood I'm in. That's so funny. I'm like, oh, if I'm feeling very friendly. I'm like, oh, let me connect. And then I'm like, some days I'm like, oh, this would be so weird. And it's someone that I'm even closer to than the person that I initially connected with. And I feel like if what the I think the benefit of connecting with people on LinkedIn is once you connect with them, they start popping up on your feed, which just like Facebook, if you're scrolling or any social media, it's what you see right when you get into the app or on the website. And so the more people you're connected with, the more opportunities you have, because a lot of times like people will post on LinkedIn if they have job openings or job offerings. So if you are in the market for looking for a job and you're connected with punch people and you're scrolling, that'll give you like more chances to like see somebody and it's way better to reach out to a company where you have a connection um, rather than just like cold call or like cold reaching out to a company that you know nobody that works there and they have no idea who you are. Definitely. My first job, I actually found someone through the feed. So when you post on your feed, you know, you put a comment, it kind of gives you a little header, which we'll talk about. But so for example, my header would be validation engineer at XYZ, my company. So for this specific person, I saw that her headliner was project engineer at the, you know, the company name. Yeah. So I clicked on her profile, clicked on the company name and kind of interest, you know, I saw that it was a pharma company. I was interested in that. Um, so I found the company through her headline, through a comment that she left. And then I messaged her on LinkedIn and I was like, Hey, can I please talk to you more about your job? And then got the referral, got in with the company. So that is a good example. So very good to know that. Well, okay. So speaking of headliners, let's get into like your personal LinkedIn profile because I think that's a good transition. So when you start a LinkedIn, you'll have a personal profile and I kind of like to think of it as like your digital resume, but it's kind of like a Facebook profile, but like geared towards jobs. So I think we can go like top to bottom and kind of explain the major sections on each um in each part of your LinkedIn profile. So um, the first part is obviously you have a cover photo and like a profile photo, just like you do on Facebook. Lexi, do you have a cover photo? And if so, what is it? So I actually don't have a cover photo. So I initially had it for Chicago when I was in school because my tactic was I wanted to get a job in Chicago. So I wanted people to know that's where I was from initially. So that's where I'm looking. So I think a lot of people either have a cover photo that's related to the city that they live in or work Mm -hmm. in or the company that they work for. So my first company actually had asked us, can you guys make this your cover photo? Really? And it would change. Yeah, it would change at various points throughout the year. It was a little odd, in my opinion, that they asked us to do this. I thought that was a little bit of overstepping a Mm -hmm. a little bit. I. I love them. No hard feelings. This is just my opinion. If anyone's listening, no one's listening from there, but I know. (laughs) But 
Yeah, and then they had asked us also, we'll get to it, but to add in specific summaries. So a specific little blurb. So I thought that was a little bit interesting because I know we're going to focus on... Yeah, we're going to focus on personalizing it. I like personalizing it. It was a little bit odd that every person in the company had the same header or had the same summary. Mm -hmm. But maybe it's a marketing tactic and I'm not very well versed in that. So to each each his own. But I do not have a cover photo right now because I'm looking at my LinkedIn on the other side. But... I think this is because I couldn't find a Chicago picture big enough, so it was, it was really blurry, so I'm working on it. But how about you? So I just have it as a picture of Miami University, where I went to college, Ooh, and I feel like if that's you... That's a good point. See, that's what I was going to say. I feel like if you don't know what to put for your cover photo, you can't go wrong with like a picture of your university. Mm-hmm. Um, or honestly, just like some sort of a, some sort of a muted, solid color that is professional. So like black maybe brown <laughs> like yeah. you don't want to go crazy here this is not like Facebook you don't want to put like, like lime green <laughs> you don't want lime green you don't want like a no. picture of you in a bikini on a boat with your friends like this is professional only so like i feel like some sort of scenery picture or like a solid color you can't go wrong yeah i didn't even think about the college one that's a really good point because miami has so much so much nice scenery when i was talking on the panel they were pulling up all the pictures. I was oh, actually yeah. getting a little a little sad. I was looking oh, at it and I was nostalgic. like... Nostalgic. But that's a good point. So yeah, I would basically... My suggestions for the header would be, like you said, the university. Then it would be the city you work in or currently live in or mm-hmm. something that your company usually provides. They usually have like a folder of marketing materials. So that's always an easy one as well. And then you're also going to have a cover photo. So... This needs to be a professional picture. Again, this should not be a picture of you doing duck lips. I feel like that's like obvious, but you still just need to say it in this day and age. So I just have a picture of, it's a headshot from my college graduation, but when we were in college, we were in a professional organization called Theta Ta, which was awesome because they did professional headshots. So before the picture of me at graduation, it was a professional headshot. If you don't have a professional headshot, ask a friend to take a picture of you in front of a blank wall and that's all you have to do it just has to be professional definitely so my picture i had a very fun experience so it's i just recently uploaded it but my one from before i think it was also actually it was also from taking college pictures just like you um i don't think i was wearing the cap and gown though i think it was just in my white dress just just something where you look nicer mm-hmm. and more put together i guess but this one that i currently have <laughs> I had a very weird experience. (laughs) This is going to turn into maybe a story time. But I went to picture people because I had some credit from, you know, when we did it. And I was like, oh, okay, like, might as well go and see. No. Mm -mm. Wait, and describe what picture people is for people who don't know. Okay, picture people is basically a smaller store within either a mall or I went to one it was in Bye Bye Baby which is a baby <laughs> store so maybe, maybe that was my my first downfall that's where I knew but it's like either in JCPenney so we used to always do like our Christmas pictures as a family there like when I was a baby so I knew about picture people so I said oh Libby let's Perfect. let's do it so and it was it was coming up on like the 30 or 20 dollars was coming up on the um deadline so I was like oh my gosh I have to go so the only availability was bye bye baby <laughs> and not the one that we went to because we went to a very good location and I showed up so I was wearing my white 
professional shirt. I had a black blazer that I would wear in interviews. And then I just had leggings and hokas because I, <laughs> I wanted headshots. And, and pants aren't in headshots. I want my head in it. I don't want my shoes. And you're a bye-bye baby. <laughs> and I'm a bye-bye baby. People are looking at strollers. And I'm sitting there like touching on my makeup. <laughs> okay. Just taking my shirt off, like, like changing my shirt, like, just like I'm wearing a tank top, but I'm like, okay, half naked. And, and they, because they had a changing station, it was literally like a very small corner of the store. So I was like, okay. So, and I go up and I explain to her, I said, I just want a business, you know, business picture. And she goes, oh, what's your business? And I was like, "Uh oh, there is some miscommunication here. I said, no, no, just like a, you said for LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is, you know, maybe I should have shown her examples. I don't know. But I just was like, up from up here, up. Yeah. Very, very Torso clear. up. Yeah. And so she's taking pictures of me. Okay, we get some good ones. And then she gives me a stool. And she's like, oh, put your foot up on the stool. And I was like, hmm, this is getting a little weird. But maybe like... You said, the- <laughs> do the people on LinkedIn want to see my knee? Yeah. I was like, okay, maybe like my blazer folded a weird way. And she mm-hmm. said, oh, if I put my leg... That was, yeah. I was justifying it. So she's using all these angles. She's stepping back and I'm like, whoa, you must have a very good lens to zoom in because that's yeah. too far. And okay, so she's out there and then she's like, okay, sit on the stool. And I'm like, hmm, okay, maybe I'm not sitting up, standing straight enough. Maybe the stool will. Yeah. Okay. Posture. And, and she just keeps walking backwards and I'm like, girl, stop. I'm like, you're going to run into the props. Like, because they have also, they said a bunch of different props because like I said, we're in a baby store. This is the type of place where you go to get baby pictures. Mm-hmm. So they had like little Santa Claus sleighs, like, oh, turkeys everywhere. Yeah. So, and I was like, oh, just a white background for me. So, okay. So she's taking these pictures. We take them. It's like half an hour. So she goes back there. We're done. And she's editing them for a while. Like, oh God. I was waiting like an sign. hour. Yeah, I was waiting an hour. So, so then the first picture she pulls up, I think I was getting punked. And at this point, we're not required to wear masks. So I really had to focus on not moving my mouth. Yeah. She shows me one, me in the blazer, mm-hmm. straight hair, my makeup is done, fireworks in the back. And I was like, oh my gosh. I go, oh my gosh, I didn't know there were fireworks in the back of me when we were taking I pledge pictures. allegiance to the flag. And I just, I had no idea how to react because I was like, maybe she's trying to make me laugh. Like, I was like, oh, okay, ha, ha, ha. What's the next one? And then the next one is me in a locker room. Oh, think, oh. Think huddle, huddle highlights, football highlights, high school. Think high school, I'm like, musical. Where did these, yeah, I'm like, where the did these, I got it. So hard in the game. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm I ran the game. It was just me in there. College <laughs> um, basketball coach. Yeah. And so I'm like sitting there with lockers. Okay. And there's like smoke rising. And I'm like, oh, hmm, okay. interesting. But like, when are we gonna get to the plain ones? Because I feel like you should have started with those. Yeah. She okay, so we do a few more. I'm trying to even think of what Were you just she like, does one. Oh, that's awesome. I smiled, of course, as okay. I do. I said, yeah. Oh, that's so cute. I said, oh, how quirky. She's like, oh, did you like it? And because she's like older, so she's not doing this for like, it's how not like a, a teenage guy. Yeah. She's not like a teenage guy doing this, you know, yeah. as a joke. Because yeah. I was like, okay. Because then it kind of hit. I was like, oh, she's showing me multiple oh, ones with like real. effects. I was like, oh, okay. This is it. I was like, okay. I was like, oh, I didn't know you were getting. So then she shows me the picture and I'm sitting on there with my hokas and my stool. And I go, oh, I, I made a comment. I said, oh, I didn't know that we were going to do full body. And she's like, oh, 
she's like, yeah, I kind of like was wondering what your outfit was about. And I was like, oh, it was just, you know, I told you head up. I was like, head, headshots. Torso up. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, it's okay. I'll just zoom in on them. Like, I was like, oh, it's totally fine. Because I was about to ask, like, hey, can we redo them? But then I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, that was an hour and a half. I was You're like, ready no. to go. So the, the best one was where it was a close-up. It would have been awesome. It would have been a great one. She edited it for it to be like a half moon kind of like eclipse what? kind of deal so my half of my face was like in the shade <laughs> and i was what? like dang it that was the best one it's <laughs> like okay why face tune. how do i unedit how do i take the light out <laughs> and it was so funny so i eventually basically facetune i'm not gonna i'm not even gonna lie i facetune mm-hmm. the heck out of it i changed the lighting so we got one i'm looking at it right now she's she, she does she's, she's doing what she needs to do she's but professional I, yeah, so that was like $200 I tipped, of course, because of course. as I do. Why wouldn't you? When there's a tip, I was like, thank you so much for your time. I was like, this is awesome. These are just what I wanted. <laughs> this is, yeah, these are exactly what I was going for. So that is my experience. So moral of the story, just get an iPhone, get portrait mode, stand behind something yep. with good lighting. That's, you can't go wrong. <laughs> you can't go wrong. I went so wrong. I went like backwards <laughs> but i i it was a funny experience i whatever you know what now i just you know. shocked now you know yeah now, now, you now i know experience it but was so funny i was like i can't believe this everyone was like, i was telling it to all my friends i think i texted you a picture yep. of it and i was like is you this were like real? what is this you're like yeah, are you taking pranked. content pictures <laughs> you're like what content are you going for I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so moral of the story, if you are new to LinkedIn, don't go to picture people. Or go to one with an example. I don't want to, mm. I don't want to bash picture people. I don't, you know, cause I really love them. They did good stuff for us yeah. <laughs> when we did the podcast one, but that one, I will not be going back there. She, and she said when I was like, she's like, oh, come back. And I was like, oh, you said mm, maybe. And so then I'm walking out with like, just my face is just falling. I'm like, I cannot believe I paid like two, over $200 for that. And like people are with their kids, like the kids are Buying crying. Like, yeah, it was, it was so funny, but to the point of having a profile picture, I think people have more luck with when they apply to jobs on LinkedIn. I think they have mm-hmm. more luck with getting an interview. And that is just, I know it shouldn't be that way, but I feel yeah. like it helps. I don't know. I think, especially if you even apply to something externally, like say you're looking on Indeed, the first thing people are going to do is probably look up your LinkedIn. I oh, mean, totally. We, we've talked about this before. When I get a bad email or angsty email from someone, I immediately look up their LinkedIn. So, okay, that's just irrelevant, but I just had to add that in there. So basically having a good profile picture, I would recommend. That would yep. be a big focus. And we have an episode about personal branding, but I feel like your profile picture and your cover photo kind of like contribute to your personal branding. They're setting the stage. They're like the very first impression that a potential employer um, or like anyone that you're trying to connect with sees you and like makes an opinion on about you. So make sure it's, you know, a picture that you want to be, that you want others to perceive you in that way. Definitely. That's why I paid over $200. I was like, oh, I want the good stuff. Duh. Mm-mm. Duh. It's okay. Simple. Keep it simple, stupid. Kiss. Keep it Just simple, stupid. kiss. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Well, moving on to the... Uh, <clears throat> sorry. I had a little frog in my throat from the, a- <laughs> the mocktail. Um, moving, mocktail. On, <laughs> moving on to the 
um, like cover taglines. So this is something Lexi mentioned a little bit earlier in the episode that whenever you comment on something on LinkedIn or share a post, people see not only your name and your profile picture, but also a little tagline. So my tagline is just literally the role that I'm at and the company that I work for. So it's just project engineer two at X company. And I don't know, I don't know if yours is like similar, Alexia. I wanna ask you that in a second, but I know some people like there's controversial opinions on what people put for their tagline. I think similar to the picture, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. You know, if you're a student, just put like aspiring. I think when I was in college, I put like um, eager mechanical engineering student looking for new opportunities or something like that. Um, but I don't know, what are your thoughts on the tagline? I completely agree. I like the simple, it gets, gets the point, you know, across. But mm -hmm. I think those creative taglines that you're seeing, so I've been seeing like innovator. With with emojis. The, yeah, yeah, and like uh, fast forward. Change maker. Yeah, and I think that's a lot, because when I click on their profiles, because I'm intrigued, they they mm -hmm. did their job, they got, yep. they got me. They, I went to their profile which is what they were trying to do. But I think it's a lot of different industries. So I think they're in the freelance, like writing. So mm -hmm. I think that works Creative. for them. Yeah. So I think for STEM related, you want to just get your point across. The recruiters yep. are just looking for these specific keywords, which we can probably talk about in a separate episode because those mm -hmm. keywords, that's going to get into a whole another thing. But recruiters in the STEM industry are looking for one specific thing. They are... They're looking for innovators, but they're looking for engineers first. So yeah. get that yep. simple point across first. Yeah, and you can literally just do like, let's take Miami University and mechanical engineering. You can literally do mechanical engineering student at Miami University. And that's all you have to put if you are in college. You don't have to put anything else. That's it. Just put what your degree is in and what college you go to. Definitely. And I liked, before we move on to the next one, I liked your point about you were saying aspiring mechanical engineering student, mm -hmm. or you said eager mechanical engineering student. You, if you really, really know what you want, which I feel like some students, they're more broad in what they want, but if you really know what you want, you can always put aspiring project manager mm -hmm. or aspiring project engineer or validation engineer, just yep. so recruiters might be looking at you or maybe for internship opportunities, it might help, so. That's a good point, though. I've never, I never did that, though. I, I don't think I, didn't I, learn think the I just did like the later. student thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I ever did that. Okay, so that is like what people see right when they look at your LinkedIn profile. Now, there's a couple different sections on your LinkedIn that we can touch a high level on like what you should be putting there. I think the next section we can probably talk about is the about section. So. My, okay, your about section is going to change depending on like what level of your career you're in. But I guess if this is for beginners, Lexi, what's your best advice for what someone should put in their about section for a yeah. beginner? It's so funny because I, I don't have an about section. You don't? <laughs> Which I don't, but I think, <laughs> that's so funny. I'm just like looking now. And I think I, I focus a lot on like the actual jobs itself to build that up. But I feel like a quick summary, let me let me do off the spot thinking. I would say a validation engineer with I think three years of experience now, um, working on process validations mm -hmm. and familiar with XYZ standards. So it's like ISO 134085. Mm -hmm. um, I would kind of do that as my initial, and then I would probably go and say list the types of validations I've worked with. And then the standards I'm familiar with. I think okay. that would just be a good summary for myself. But the 
the issue or not the issue but the thing is why i don't do that now is because i have that for my first job already Mm -hmm. on the first job so yeah plus i'm also not really looking for a job right now yeah but i think it would be helpful to have so i'm just i think for my checks i'm like oh why did i not do that I think too, like, okay, so what I basically did for the about section and I, I really optimized this for like SEO, like search engine optimization. So I tried to put keywords into my about section, like just splatter your, your profile with keywords that people can look for it. I really used my about section more for when I was like looking for a job right out of college. So I, I have like a couple paragraphs. Um, the top says December, 2019 graduate from Miami university, Uh, with my bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering. Um, And then I go through each of the, I have like a little blurb for each, like my work experiences while in college. So I have one about like my internship. I have one about my co-op. And then I have a little blurb about like what my senior design was. But I think if you're in college and you, or or any stage of life, I guess, and you're just starting out with LinkedIn, um, I think it's okay to use this section to like kind of summarize what skills you have or like maybe what types of projects you've worked on because in your resume or like in work experience, which we'll get to in a second, you can't always like go in depth with like every single project you've ever worked on or like your favorite parts about your job or like like unique skills you have. So I think like the about section is a good spot for you to like strategically like use some creative writing here and like put keywords in to talk about like to to highlight like what you can do definitely and a good start to doing so would be looking up job descriptions for a role or internship that you're looking for and highlighting and just comparing okay this says matlab four times there are four different um job descriptions and they each require matlab that's something that i should probably be adding into my about section or somewhere on my profile or resume So I think the next section we can talk about is um, experience. So this is the section where you're literally just going to list out um, all your job experiences. Uh, If you don't have very many to list when you're first setting up your LinkedIn profile, don't worry about it. But the great part about your experience section is you can find the companies that you worked for on LinkedIn and like kind of tag them as you're creating each little experience section. And it gives you an option to put the company, what your role was, like what location it was at, and then like the the duration that you worked at the company. Um, And then I have like a little blurb for each, like listing the specific skills that I had or like the projects I worked on. In my last company, I literally copy and pasted just like whatever was on my resume and put that in there. Um, but what are your thoughts on the experience section on LinkedIn? Yeah, I think you hit the main points. Um, so I'm just looking right now, editing an experience just to see what pops up. So you can have your title for that specific job. And then you can also do a profile headline, which is where you would edit that actual headliner. So this only works if you select, I'm currently working in this role and something that could be relevant to students would be if you're in a research lab. So during school my title was undergraduate researcher at miami um one thing i would also add is that they have a skill section which really helps with recruiter search Mm -hmm. so for me this is where i put in all those standards so i have iso 1345 i have us title 21 cfr i have fda gmp validation so from very specific to very general whatever recruiters might be looking up when they are trying to find someone to hire Um, They also have a media section, so you can add media. So this is more relevant for my 
publication for research. So I made sure to add that and that link so people can actually click on it and read the publication. I don't know what you would add on a like a work standpoint. So unless it's something that's non-confidential that you could just add. Um, I just media. have, for one of my medias, for my internship, I just have a link to the website of the company for mm-hmm. my media. That's a good point. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure companies usually have, like I said, they have like a marketing folder. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they have something that you can add to make it look pretty and pop up all nice and big. Yeah, and I would just say your experience section is basically kind of like your a resume, but like expanded because a resume really should only be one page. And if you have more experience than what fits on a resume, this is the place to add it. And then also you might have experience that like, I don't, okay, I want to know what your take is on this. What if you have experience that isn't necessarily related to engineering or STEM? Should you add that to your LinkedIn? I think so. I think it would help, especially if you don't have any STEM experience mm-hmm. at all. Because, you know, if you're working in a restaurant that shows you were doing something with your time, you can keep a job. It just shows that you're able to work. So I say yes. And then maybe once you reach a point where you're comfortable with your STEM experience, you can remove that. Um, unless you're super proud of it. I mean, it's not going to hurt you in any way, in my yeah. opinion. How about you? Well, okay. So I, I wanted to ask, because I was just looking at my LinkedIn and I have stuff all the way back from like high school still on here but I think something that like I I don't think employers like look all the way that far down you know they're really only going to look at like what Mm -hmm. is your most relevant but if you're just starting out and that's like what all the experience you have to add on there try to like you know we always talk about this on this podcast spin it so figure out when did you display management skills when were you proactive about solving problems when did you work with a group of people when did you like come up with a new system or standard or something like think about ways you can like put stem career related things onto your experience that you already have definitely yeah and even if they're soft skills you need soft skills in a stem job so even if you can't really spin it and you really are having a hard time just put it on there like i said that experience is only going to help Yes. Okay, next I think we can move on to the education uh, portion on LinkedIn. So Lexi, what does your education portion look like? Yes. So I have my high school and I have university. So I have my university name and I just want to go edit it now just to, to see what pops up. So it'll ask you your degree, your field of study, your start date or end date or expected end date. So... It doesn't seem like it's in progress. It doesn't give you an option for that. So if you were in school currently, just put your expected date. Um, even if you're putting, doing an extra semester. Mm-hmm. Actually, let's talk about that. If you're doing an extra semester or co-op, would you put the additional semester or would you just leave it as a four-year? I put mine just as December 2019. So for my expected graduation date, that's what I had. Yeah, because that's something you can address with recruiters. They can be like, oh, why are you taking an extra year or something? And you say, mm-hmm. oh, I actually did a co-op. Yeah, uh-huh. and then you now can just Now I like have a lot of experience. Up. You can just scroll up to my experience and see the, the dates. But I think another important thing to add with the education is there's a section where... Or actually, is there a section? Let me just double check real quick. Um, yes, there is. So, uh, yes. Okay, so... Make sure you're adding in, like, all the activities, societies, like, 
clubs that you're involved with in school, um, even if they're not STEM related, because you never know when someone at that company or someone that you could connect with either was also in that just like at a different time or like has friends of friends who did that. Um, for example, when I was in college, I um, was on the synchronized ice skiing team for freshman year and was a Team USA athlete. So I will always forever have this here because First of all, it's something that makes me stand out. Like engineering, Team USA athlete, what? Those two don't go together. So if a recruiter were to <laughs> see that, like immediately that could be like something that makes me stand out. Another thing, like I have my sorority on there. I have Theta Ta on there. Like brotherhood or like sisterhood with those types of organizations is really good. So make sure you're including those as well. Definitely. Do you have the year that you were on all these organizations? I don't. I feel like you could probably add that, but I just kept it more in general. Yeah, there is. So there is an activities and societies section, but there's also a description section. So if you do want to add that and like add the actual title, you know, if you were president of Theta Ta, I feel like description could be mm-hmm. somewhere good, something or somewhere to add that. You can also put your grade, your GPA, but I mean, it's not required. It's something that's just there. Would you recommend you doing that? Um, so I would totally recommend doing that if it's over a certain number. I think it, I mean, I don't think there's any reason not to have it because you're having, you have such a technical degree anyway. You know, I've always heard 3.0. Yeah. I was going to say if it's higher than a 3.0, but I just, I don't want to, it's always like, should you say it or should you not? Because the people that are lower, it's like, you don't want them to feel like it's going to hurt them in any way. Cause I really don't think so. You know, yeah. it's, again, how you spin it, it's, you have to take into consideration all the other activities you were doing. And so I would say, yeah, over the 3.0, I would leave it on there. I mean, might as well. And if it's under, I would leave it out. But again, there's nothing wrong with it. If you leave it out. Yeah. And, and if you have, you have lower than a 3.0 girl, I graduated with 2.8 and I'm here to tell you that I still got jobs. So I, like Lexi said, I had under a 3.0, so I never had it on my LinkedIn. I never had it on my resume. I never brought it up in interviews first. Um, we could probably do a whole other episode about that. But yeah, I think rule of thumb for LinkedIn and for your resume, if it's lower than 3.0, keep it off. Definitely. Yeah. And for my second job, I wasn't asked. I was asked for my first job and it was very weird. It was like the last interview too. And it was like a very small company. So I was talking with someone who was really high up on management and he just threw it out there at the end. I was like, isn't this something that you would like ask in the beginning? In the beginning yeah. I was like, okay, so what if I did really well and I have a zero? <laughs> I think that's how, that's how my first job was too. I got through all the interviews. They hired me and a week before I got a random email from my boss and he was like, what's your GPA? Like he didn't yeah. even, like I already had the, like I was coming in a week and he asked me and I'm like, yeah, there's no stopping me now. <laughs> yeah. So that's always interesting. I, I mean, like I said, it's, it's going to come up in conversation. So if it helps, if you feel like it helps you put it on there, if not, it is a okay girl. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to talk next about volunteering. Just so you guys know, if you are new to LinkedIn, there are so many different sections that you can add on, but we are just trying to cater this episode specifically if you've never had a LinkedIn before and you're just starting one from scratch. So stay tuned in the series for some explanations or overview of like the other sections that are um, on LinkedIn that you can have. But the next section is volunteering. I would highly recommend adding volunteering. I have a few sections on here myself, but I don't know. I just feel like a, a lot of companies really value philanthropy and 
um, have different like organizations that they work with for their own volunteering. So I feel like it just always makes you look good, especially like, like for example, my current company volunteers with Habitat for Humanity. And in college, we volunteered with Habitat for Humanity through Theta Ta. So like, that's actually something that came up in my interview um, where we were able to connect on that level. I love that. Yes, I also have something under volunteering and I have I have it from high school. So I've been doing it for so long, not too mm-hmm. often, honestly. Maybe I should put an end date on that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yes, I, I like that section. I would add it. Yeah. Extra definitely. extra things to talk about. You might as well. Okay, so a couple more sections that you guys can probably add are sections for skills, sections for different languages that you might know. You can even add courses that you might um, be working on in college or have already completed. You can add test scores. So if you're planning to take the FE or if you have taken the FE, this is a great place to put that test score. Um, You can put different organizations that you're in and different interests that you have so that when people come to connect with you, um, they already know that you guys share the same values. But um, I don't know, I, I like my favorite section about um, these final sections. <laughs> That's a little redundant, but I love the <laughs> courses portion. Um, just because like I went through my transcript and I like added every single course, the name of it, um, like a little description. And so now I'm never going to forget like all the courses <laughs> in college. <laughs> How could you ever forget, man? Is it not yeah, ingrained? The PTSD. I, <laughs> um, I actually love that section as well, because in a resume you can you can add courses, but it's just such limited space, like you said. Mm-hmm. So this really gives you a space to expand the, all those courses. One thing I want to talk about, I love the skills one. So you love the course one, or, or you love, you said you love the course one. I love the, the course courses one. ones, the, yeah. Okay. I would say I love the skills one because you can endorse people. So like you have soft skills and then you have some of those skills that are more technical. So I have gotten endorsed for teamwork. Thank you very much. Thank you. I have gotten endorsed. <laughs> I've gotten endorsed for Microsoft Office. Oh, thank you. Correct. <laughs> endorse me. <laughs> so I love that section just because it's so fun. Like like Joey, I go to his, I'm like, he is a good communicator. Good listener. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> a nuance. I'm like, sometimes I endorse halfway. Just kidding. So He's if good. you go to someone's profile, you can scroll down to their skills. And like, I could go and endorse you right now, right? Like you have to scroll down yeah. in the profile. Mm-hmm. You can do some great teamwork. Libby's <laughs> typing. I know I was going to go look at her up right now. But I feel like the purpose of like endorsing people with skills is, I don't know, almost like testimonials. Like I feel like, I don't know, I haven't been endorsed like from previous employers and I've never like asked somebody to endorse me. But like if you have a friend group and you guys are setting up your LinkedIn's, like I know in Theta Ta we would like go around and endorse people because it's kind of like, 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 you can say that you are, are good at teamwork and, like, that only goes so far, you know, but, like, when you hear it from somebody else that they're, oh, yeah, this person is good at teamwork. It, like, shows a potential recruiter, potential employer, like, oh, okay, like, X amount of people think they're good at teamwork, so it must be true, you know? It just, I feel like, gives you more credibility. Definitely, yeah. And it's just fun. And I, I have seen the testimonials as well. So I think some people, I've, I've never done it, but... Some people have the option. Maybe it's if you worked at a certain company or I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe there are certain settings. But I have seen on people's profiles, managers say, I have worked with XYZ. They have been super good, blah, blah, blah. And a whole paragraph, just kind of like a review or like you said, a testimonial is a better mm-hmm. way to put it. But I've seen that. No one has done that for me. But it's okay. I'll do it for you. 
Thank you. I say, oh my god, she's so good at <laughs> podcasting with me. This girl, and she's really hi her. <laughs> she's really good. She's <laughs> <laughs> <It was> great. <laughs> I feel like we are at the end of all the things that we wanted to tell newbies about LinkedIn. Check the news articles. I love them. I love LinkedIn news. Um, other than that, make sure you're on anonymous mode when you're stalking someone. And look into LinkedIn learning, which we will dive into deeper once you have your profile set up, which will be a future episode. Yes. So continue to listen along to this series because now that you've listened to this one, hopefully you can take these actionable steps to now open up your very first LinkedIn and get started and get your profile all set. And then in future episodes, you can follow along and like sign up for all these things because, um, also I, that was like a total run on sentence. Um, I, (laughs) but I lost my train of thought and I wanted to start a new thought, which is I use LinkedIn. <laughs> I use LinkedIn. That podcasting 101, I'm so good at it. I use LinkedIn as like my um um current events. Like I like to go on LinkedIn. So like like I don't I don't go on like I don't go on cnn.com or like foxnews.com. I go on linkedin.com and I scroll to get my news. Literally, literally. I love it. I I used to do business insider to get my news and then they started charging me and I said LinkedIn mm does not charge me. LinkedIn mm-hmm. is good to me. So yeah. Yes. I do the same thing. Literally morning coffee. I'm like, oh, let's see what's going on. Yep. Okay. Well, if you guys like this podcast, if you guys like this episode, be sure to leave a five-star rating review. And if you are listening and you and your friends want to start your own LinkedIn's, t- uh, text a link to this episode to them so that they can listen and then you guys can all get your LinkedIn's set up together. Yes, and we have a Facebook group which you can find the link to on our Instagram link tree. Oh my gosh, I said link 42 times. But (laughs) I am sure you can send over your profile and someone would be willing to do a LinkedIn review for you. That's kind of why we set up the group to find other people that share similar interests and are from similar backgrounds. Definitely. All right, Lexi, if they wanna find you on social media, where can they find you? You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Engineer Lexi. And where can they find you? You guys can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Libby Beyond the Label. And if you want to follow the podcast, don't forget about us on the podcast, Instagram and TikTok at My Best Friends and Engineer. I'm Lexi. And I'm Libby. And, and thanks, thanks for, for listening, listening to, to My, my Best, Best Friends, Friends and Engineer. And engineer.